Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, the CEO at Finn, and I am joined once again by the wonderful Alex J. Farling. Alex, how are you? Always good, Connor. Always good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Alex is currently co-founder at Empath with uh, Wes Spencer and Kyle Christensen and recently exited from Lifecycle Insights. So he knows a thing or two about the MSP industry. He's not just a random guy I pulled off of the street to bring in. I mean, that can be both, right? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. But uh, and, and I spent 16 and a half years as an MSP before that. So uh, I've spent most of my adult life, at least the portion which I chose to act like an adult, yeah. um, in the MSP space. He spent twice of my adult life in the MSP space, for sure. <laughs> and I have the hairline to prove it. So You do have the hairline to prove it. Yeah. You do. Uh, and, I mean, I'm following in your footsteps. So I'm actually 23 and a sock analyst. That's why I have no hair. No. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You've only been a stock analyst for six months. So. Right. That would, that would do it. So a concept that we've been talking about a bunch, uh, and I touched on it in a few webinars. I talk about it with partners is these notions of the large conglomerates of the MSP space. The two obvious, very large ones are Kaseya now also with their data acquisition and ConnectWise. They're buying more and more tools. They're becoming this single uh, source of truth. Some call it single point of failure, uh, whatever it is. But a question that I have for you is, will their message of you need this single login, you need this single portal as an MSP, you can't um, afford to diversify the vendors that you use. Is that the right message? Is that going to land? What's the future of that? Uh, you know, I think there's two messages to be had here, right? Um, one is one vendor, one place to fail. The other is some of these vendors have a track record of buying stuff and not really doing so much to improve it. But just, you know, you look at some of the products that they bought and they look like the same product they were five years ago. And so uh, there's got to be balance, if you ask me. Um, is there value in having one vendor to, to negotiate a contract with, to, to, to maintain a relationship with, to build a relationship with? Sure. Um, are there places where those vendors are going to fall short and you're going to find that, uh, that your Swiss Army knife doesn't necessarily make the best screwdriver, but it's a really sharp edge when I need to cut something? Um, so there's going to be places where you just have to go find the better product and then step outside and, and go acquire that product. Um, but the other thing I would encourage MSPs is don't freak out when your favorite product gets bought. Um, you know, having, having been through that and, uh, and watched the, uh, the, the dumpster fire that was Reddit after we announced that Lifecycle Insights was going to scale pad. Um, and, and some of the conversations were just, uh, a little bit crazy. Um, you know, nothing had even happened yet. Everybody was, uh, was convinced that the world was going to end. And here we are, um, geez, nine months later, 10 months later. And, uh, you know, things really aren't that bad. The products still exist in a pretty similar form. I just talked to um, a, uh, one of your competitors today who's getting a new integration into Lifecycle Insights. They continue to invest in and develop the product. So uh, lo and behold, they spent eight figures on a product and they decided that they didn't want to burn it to the ground and throw it away. So, uh, I, you know, I think there's, there's just, it's a complex conversation. And I would just, um, from, from the top level view, at least as we start this conversation, I'd just say, Try not to paint with too broad a brush because um, every acquisition is strategic for one reason or another. And 
Um, if it's if it's the third RMM tool your customers buy or your vendor is buying, then it may not be the best time. Um, but if it's uh, if it's something that is, can turn into a cornerstone product for them, remember there was a day when Connectwise bought their first RMM, and now it's a you know it's it's a much improved, and you know, they're kind of going through iterations of it. But it's a core tool to them, and it's a core competency, something that they're really good at. Do you think this uh, this Reddit on fire? Do you think that's a result of most uh, most of the industry remembering times when they've been burnt in the past by acquiring companies just absolutely doing it in a horrible fashion. I, there's some of that. Um, I think a lot of it shows um, some immaturity on the MSP side and that we don't pay attention to the contracts that we sign and then we're offended when we get asked to stay, stick to the terms of those contracts. Um, you know, nobody's forcing you to sign a three-year auto-renewing contract with a vendor. Um, you have choices. Nobody's forcing you to sign a contract with a vendor that says that you're liable for every failure that that vendor has. You have choices. Listen to Brad Gross talk about it. Like if you're not reading those vendor contracts, you own some of that. You own some of that 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 problem. Um, if you're if you're using a product like Lifecycle Insights, when we sold, guess what? You're still month to month. You can leave at any time when the vendor stops supporting the product and your relationship stinks. Time to go. Um, but what I told all of the partners at Lifecycle Insights when we sold was. You know, if you're really worried about how that product's going to be taken care of, guess what? The vendor who's taking us over is still going to run our weekly Friday office hours. If you're that upset with it, bring your pitchforks and torches to the Friday office hours and make your voices heard, right? Um, one at a time, talking to your account manager, your voice not get, might not get heard. But if you can get a hold of a C-level executive somewhere and as a group explain the problem that there might be there, um, you're going to have a better experience. It's just going to wind up better for you. So MSPs need to think more strategically. And not spend so much time freaking out on Reddit over every little thing that goes on. Quite frankly, I think for guys who should be really busy, we have way too much time to spend on, on social media platforms, um, whining and bitching in a forum somewhere. I'll add to Reddit that you also have a lot of time for Slack. <laughs> yeah, okay. and, and, and there's a lot of those, right? There's a lot of MSPs who are out there who um, probably could be doing something better with their time, including reviewing a vendor contract and making sure that it doesn't lapse on you, um, you know, and, and auto-renew or something like that. Well, I think, I think you bring up a really good point. And, you know, if we're keeping tallies of single consolidated vendor versus multiple platforms, best in class in every category, if you are working with a large vendor and they do start turning the corner into uh, what some would consider predatory agreements, predatory contracts, even though, as you said, hey, if you're an adult, running a business and you sign a contract as a business, it's not the person's fault across the table that you sign that if they're not pointing a gun to you and making you do it. Like you're the person who decided to do that. Right. And and I think that's the thing where, um, and I've seen some predatory versions of that, right? There was a vendor who, there was an MSP who came to me when I was at Lifecycle Insights still, who said, hey, I bought this product and I literally just went out and signed up for a trial. The trial converted to a, um, to a paid product and that was fine, but I did it all on the web. And turns out I'm locked into a three-year auto-renewing contract. And I went out and looked at the product just to see what they had done. And in the sign-up process, there was just a checkbox that said, I agree to the terms and conditions. And when I clicked the T's and C's link, it took me to another page that said, by clicking this link, you accept that your product will convert into a paying con- paying product under a contract where thou must stay for three years and auto-renew within a 30-day window and all of the all of the grossness, right? If that's the if that's the product that you're signing up for, like even your free trial, if you had to put a credit card number in, just be careful because that stuff does exist out there. And if you don't know it by now, you're not really paying attention. So let's not give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Go to all of your vendors and say, show me where it says auto renew. Show me where it says who's liable in the event that you, Mr. Vendor, gets breached. Show me where it says 
um, you know, what my obligations are down the road, what the term is, what the renewal is, what the, what the terms and all of that are. Make sure you read all of that and spend a few hundred dollars for an attorney to go over it with you. It will by far save you in the long run. But there's benefit in working with a big vendor with one contract and one vendor or one attorney bill to go out and review that contract. So it, it, this kind of cuts both ways. And I think that, yeah. you know, the cost savings and having all of it with one vendor and being able to negotiate one big purchase with one big vendor, um, it's not a fallacy. It really does exist. Um, it's harder for the guys who are a little MSB who support 500 endpoints and don't really have enough volume to go even with the one vendor if they put everything with one vendor to, to get them to, to bend on price. But as I see the $10 million, $20 million MSPs, my God, those guys, they spend a truckload with one vendor. And it's a relationship that, that adds a lot of value back to them because they know their account managers. They know the, the strategic points of contact. They know the sales engineers and the engineering team. They, they understand how to use that vendor to their advantage. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, like I said, I could sit on both sides of this conversation um, and have as the, as the little guy poking up at ScalePad before they had acquired us. Um, you know, there's a lot of, of conversations that where the little guy really does shine, right? The CEO's on the Friday conference call and having interactions with their customers. Um, you know, it's a, it's just a, a different world, but, uh, to scale pads credit, right. They've bought six products in the last two couple of years, uh, in the last year. Um, they still are putting C-level executives on Friday calls and they're bringing the community together and, and doing a lot of things right. So are they perfect? No. It's been perfect. Is, is, uh, is empath going to be perfect? No, we'll all stumble. Um, but I think we just, I think we, as a, as a community, um, owe it to our vendors to, when we call them out, give them a chance to make it right. And uh, we, we are way too hur- in a hurry to go to Reddit and start a dumpster fire um, in, a, in a poor me session than to go deal with a problem like an adult. And sometimes we got to go call our attorney and, and go fight the fight. But um, I just don't think it should come to that in most cases. If we've done our due diligence, if we know who we're working with, if we know what we're doing, um, an ounce of, this is about that ounce of prevention uh, being worth a pound of cure, right? I, uh, I always enjoyed that about Jason Slagle is when you'd call a vendor out. It's not just the, let's get the, the torches, the pitchforks and the baseball bats with the nails in them and go beat them, kneecap them. It was, let's hold their feet to the fire and let's see what they do about it. And the, and the vendors that responded properly, whether it was because of a security issue that somebody found or because of a misleading marketing statement that ended up getting retracted, there was always the opportunity to handle it in a way that the community at large deemed um, proper. And while you know, Reddit and other communities can sometimes be a collection area for the worst of the industry, uh, as is, you know, anonymous anything online. Uh, what most people generally agreed with was what ended up being the right thing anyway. So I always appreciate that about you. I, you know, my respect for Slagle is that uh, he will always come to you first. And I, I value his opinion. I was talking to another vendor about him and I don't even remember how it came up, but the guy said, I'm afraid of him. Like if I make him mad, he's, he's, the guy's a little prickly, like he's dangerous. Like he'll go out and people value his opinion, right? But they value his, and this is what I said to that vendor was they value his opinion because it'll give you the chance to make it right first. And he's only yeah. going to really compound on you when you had the opportunity to make it right and decided you didn't really care to. And to Jason's credit, like he was really hard on ThreatLocker for a while about some of their predatory marketing and just some of the things that they said that didn't, didn't sit well. Um, when ThreatLocker straightened up their act, and I think they, ha- they reasonably have, um, when they straightened up their act, Jason went to the to the beard shave at IT Nation last year and literally let them put glitter, ThreatLocker glitter in his beard and uh, and got his beard shaved with the ThreatLocker logo in his beard. So 
he, he said, yeah, you know what? I was hard on you. I beat up on you guys a lot. Um, but it was for the intention of you doing the right thing and you've started to do the right thing. So you know what? That's off to you. Let's be friends. And I think that speaks so much to how this community ought to behave because we're all in this together. We are absolutely all waging cybersecurity warfare. And if we are so worried about waging war with our vendor that we can't just accept it when they, when they say, hey, you know what? We stumbled. We screwed up. Um, then there's a problem. And you yeah. know, perfect example of that, when we sold Lifecycle Insights, somebody ran out to Reddit and said, there they go. Prices are going to get raised because ScalePad always raises prices. And I went and responded to that thread. And I said, at Lifecycle Insights, we raise prices every January for every year we've been in business. So, and, and you're a happy Lifecycle Insights partner. So why are you really mad at ScalePad? Because they, changed, because they didn't raise prices for five years. And then one day they came along and went, this is unsustainable and we have to raise prices. And they did it all at once and they didn't communicate it well. Okay, it's fair, but get over it. That was three years ago, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we raised prices at Lifecycle Insights every single year without fail. We will at Empath. We'll raise prices every year. It's the right thing to do. It's what MSP should do. There should be something written, written into your master service agreement that says you're allowed to. Um, so, you know, don't let um, unrealistic expectations or one bad taste for a vendor impact what you think of them long term because ScalePad has really turned a corner and done some really great things for the community. Um, I, think they're, I think what they're building up there in, in Canada is really amazing. And uh, we, we all should be keeping an eye on them if we're building a, uh, a, a compliance-based MSP, a uh, standards-aligned MSP, uh, an MSP that has account management and sales operations. Like They're building the tool set for those guys to really be successful. And uh, yes, they're, they're gobbling up products like Lifecycle Insights and like Quoter and some of these other tools. But imagine the power of all those tools working together versus us having to each build those features in parallel and compete with each other. That brings me to a question, though, is how would these vendors who are looking to be excellent in a single product category, how can they or how should they compete with these large platform players? Transparency and integrations, right? The only way that they're going to compete, and you, and you see a few companies doing it really well. Look at Ninja. Look at Halo. They're, they're fantastic examples of a shining star existing in a very busy space. And they do it by being really transparent, by being open, by allowing and encouraging integrations, um, and really just building f- fantastic communities around their uh, around their products, so that the community will help them, uh, you know, create some of the feature set and some of the scripting and some of the other things that maybe a, a larger vendor who's a conglomerate would build themselves. But we, we found that engaging the community and, and really being out there was super was one of one of our most successful decisions at LifeSite. I find the same thing. Is, and, uh, and you get it. You're the, you know, we were a small vendor. You're a small vendor. We're competing in a really big pond with a lot of really, uh, with, you know, with a lot of fish that have really prickly teeth, right? So we've, we've got to be careful as the little guy. Uh, we definitely got to be careful for sure. Uh, I always remember uh, the statement and, you know, I've, I've watched you talk exactly on this as people buy from people they like, not only as a vendor, like for me, but MSPs. How are you going to go convince people in your community to spend what is a considerable amount of money with you? providing IT and security services, be somebody they like to talk to, then show up and talk to them. There have been a few really humbling moments in my career at Lifecycle. And one of them was when an MSP came to me and said, um, I was bad at my job. I just wasn't good at it. He was just an employee in an MSP. He was tasked with being the BCIO. Because I was bad at my job and I was really second guessing my life choices. And I thought that I was going to leave this industry because I didn't think I could do this. And you guys started running office hours and these Friday workshops and you brought us in and and educated and taught us things. And he said, you turned my career around and you saved it. I would have left the industry. The guy's fantastic. He's really good at what he does. 
And so that was really humbling for me. But just this week, I got a message while I was, you know, while I was on vacation, I got a message that said, um, Hey, um, a couple, a couple months into rolling out lifecycle insights, saw you doing a new thing at empath. And I just wanted to say thanks for everything you did at lifecycle. And, you know, it's been really helpful to us as an MSP. We're hundred percent in, we're still rolling the product and all is good. Um, but really what they said to, uh, to me was, um, you know, you, you gave us so much as a life, uh, as a lifecycle vendor, you know, when we had that relationship, I want to know what you're doing at empath. I would like to participate. And that just proves that point. People do business with people. They want to come see what I'm building in Empath. They don't even know if they need it. They just want to come because they know we gave a lot to them in that last experience and they want to come see what we're doing. And I think that's super cool. Um, it, it's, it's one of those things that says I did something right and I, I wasn't, didn't even know I was doing it at the time, which is makes it even more cool. Uh, that goes to show our, one of our last podcast episodes is building personal brand. And should you do it based upon who you are or should you do it based upon you know your company? The answer is always build it around yourself because you can take that with you. You can't yeah. take your company with you, whether you're an employee, whether you're yeah, an owner. You, the place, right? you, don't, you don't get to take it with you. Um, and, and I would say, hopefully, those two things align, right? If, yeah. if being who you are is part of your company's culture or really tightly aligns with your company's culture, then it's a win-win because you could be who you are and support your company culture. And that becomes something that not only can you take with you, but you can also leave behind. Absolutely. If folks wanted to connect with you or learn a little bit more about you and what you're doing, what would you suggest? Yeah, um, Alex J. Farling on LinkedIn. I'm always spending a lot of time there. And then, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm running away from Reddit. And uh, otherwise, uh, empathmsp.com. And uh, come check out what we're doing there. You can come sample a, a, a demo of the product or maybe even see some of the new stuff that we're building. Awesome. Uh, for folks listening or watching, we'll have links to all that so you can connect with Alex and uh, see what he's doing and what he's up to. And uh, Thanks for coming on the show today, Alex. This was a blast chatting with you today. Thanks for having me on, on such a such a nice, uh, easy topic. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> not ruffle any feathers. Hey, if I need somebody to talk about hard issues that you know sometimes span into dumping on other vendors, I know exactly <laughs> who to call. <laughs> I know exactly who to call. But seriously, well, thanks, thanks for joining. Always Anytime. Fun. Thanks for listening, folks, and uh, we will have some wonderful topics on the next episode of Gone Fishing for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high-quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.